Happy 4th of July, everybody. It's the We Are Adult Show, brought to you by Hoppyhead Productions. I'm your host, Sean, American Comrade. Across the way, Danny, how are you? Oh, man, you know what? We're um, we're living testaments to the American spirit today, Sean. You know, because, you know, a lot of other countries, they're just a bunch of quitters. They give up after any sign of hardship, but not us. Like when they run into somebody holding a sign? Yes, or, you know, if hypothetically, for example, they record an entire episode of a podcast and for some reason the recorder didn't work, um, they might not record a new episode immediately after, to, like, well, not a new episode, but the same episode all over again. But we're, we're, those, we're not that kind of people. We're going to bring you the same content that we just talked about that you didn't know we talked about, but we're telling you we talked about it. <laughs> America, fuck yeah! Recording the same podcast again, over again. (laughs) I just, uh, I was just gonna say it's raining now outside, Um, and I think it's supposed. There's a chance of rain tomorrow on the East Coast, so some people just will not have the same barbecue experience as others. I guess that's what happens when you live in areas. You know, people make fun of people California because we don't have quote-unquote seasons and it's like yeah but we don't have to worry about rain on fourth of july so fuck you <laughs> you don't have to worry about rain in general <laughs> yeah <so fuck> us. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah we're we're uh we're we were gonna go hi- hiking tomorrow um and then come home and barbecue i think so so um, hopefully it hopefully it's just cloudy so we could go explore the the wetlands of New Jersey and go look at all sorts of crazy plants and stuff in the wetlands. Well, it'll just be even wetter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was told, well, I have rain gear. It sucks to be you. You mean like when you went to the the Packers? Uh... Chargers game and it was pouring and I was the only one that stayed dry because I took my work rain gear. Yes. And everybody else was miserable. Yeah, in their jeans. Yes, in their, their jeans. Wet, wet jeans. <laughs> they're like, I'm gonna have to just sit here for a minute before we leave because I want to like don't want to get my I don't want to ruin my car seats. <laughs> and then and it's like, I had to bring a towel. Yes, because it stopped raining by the time the game ended. But it was pouring that game. It was, per- but it was fun because I was dry. It was, it was fun for me, I guess, because I was dry. <laughs> you were nice and cozy and warm. Yes. <laughs> it was way better than when we saw the dolphins when it was like 185 degrees outside, though. That was just yeah. miserable for everybody, including me, which meant it was miserable. <laughs> oh, you have big plans for the fourth. Um, I'm gonna head out to uh Fullerton I guess uh I've been hanging out with a friend of a friend I um we went out one of my friends had like a thing for his birthday and um this other guy I knew I knew but and we talked and stuff but didn't ever hung out and his uh girlfriend at the time now fiance and my wife uh kind of hit it off and so we've been invited to things at their at his house and so we got mm. invited to a block party for fourth of July mm. nice. and then and he lives like right above Fullerton City College, so you can see the fireworks from like basically his driveway. Or That's always his... convenient. Yes. 
Nice. Are you gonna? You what beer are you taking? Uh, the most American of all beers, natural Natty Days. <laughs> nice. That's gonna be my new um, my go-to uh, barbecue slash pool beer. Natty Days. Natty Days, yes. <laughs> so easy drinking, so refreshing. Pretty low in ABV. Nice flavor. Like the one I had was the raspberry lemonade, and it wasn't, but it wasn't like sweet. But and it wasn't like flavorless, like a um, seltzer. It was pretty good. Yeah. So, man. But uh, last night, dude, I went to this thing. I want to talk about this again because it's important. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna host an event, you kind of have to take into account all event all all things, including um um like whether or not people need to talk and so we went to an art show hosted by local artist spooksy boo mm-hmm. and so she's done a bunch of stuff at frank and sons and in downtown riverside so i don't know if she's like and and before her stuff was outside and so we signed we got our you know basically claimed our passes for admission because um she had tickets that were free so people didn't get super crowded even though it kind of was um, but she had a live band playing, and if you're, it, it sucks if you're in a in an area where you need to talk or want to talk with live band because it wasn't a concert venue. If it was a concert, I mm. would have sat there with the band because they were good. I don't even remember the name of the band. I don't. I think they said it once or twice, but I was just annoyed by them and wasn't paying att- trying not to pay attention to them. Mm-hmm. My wife, my wife had her hearing aids. Like she has, she's gotten with her new hearing aids. She has an app that she controlled her hearing aids with. She had him like not only turned down like she had him turned down below zero like in the negatives. Wow. So it was like blocking out sound basically. Jeez. <laughs> and so we were trying to do like half-ass sign language, asking people how much things cost. Um, we ended up just buying like a couple things that we were able to get after we you know after we did our lap uh, to check out what everybody had. We did our like just bought a couple things that were on the way out and. As we're leaving, my wife's like, oh, I wanted to go, I, want, I wanted to get this and do, go maybe go check out this other booth again. And I'm like, well, we can go back in. And she's like, no, we can't. No. Like, we've gone my head, too far. My head is, no, it was more like her head was just like, like mush, like the noise. And even like we got home and it took us both like a while to kind of wind down just in the silence. Like we drove home, didn't talk, no music on the radio. Mm-hmm. Just, we needed like, like a, a, a good long while of silence to cancel out all the noise that we had to be bombarded with just to recharge yes and refresh ourselves hmm. oh man but yeah uh, man, other than that man like it was pretty cool it was halloween themed um her her gimmick is she does cute halloween mashups so um like uh, like a lot of like marvel dc disney pixar type characters but drawn as zombies so like little zombie mermaid <laughs> um her uh, instagram handle is spooksy boo s-p-o-o-k-s-i-e-b-o-o um, she does ship, so you can buy from her store online and sh- get it shipped throughout the country, so you don't need to come find her at, at conventions locally. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I know you. Uh, you said you had to get a new beer, Sean. I did. I needed. Uh, I got I, from. Uh, I ended up getting a Black Project uh, beer. So they love to do spontaneous and wild ales. This one is the Matador. With raspberry, strawberry, and cocoa nibs. So. Is it cacao? Cacao! Cacao! 
Kaka, kaka. It's um. It definitely has that soury wild ale flavors in there, where it's just like you get some really complex notes afterwards. It does um, when you take the initial drink, you get the nice sweet sweetness from the uh, raspberry and strawberry. And then as you kind of swallow, you get the you get the punch of wild, you know, yeasties right at you. Nice. Yeah, I, I like their um, their brewery when we were able to visit it when you went out mm-hmm. there for the GABF. Yes. The, the oh. GIP. Speaking it's, of our travels, I got a I had a Facebook memory pop up today. Did you? From when we went to go to Anime Expo. Oh. What year do you think we went to Anime Expo, Sean? Oh, fuck, man. That's a good question. Let's see. We did nothing last year. Was it 2017? Exactly. Wow, I'm impressed. Bam! Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. That year, you know, we, we got a... Uh, Airbnb and like stayed right around the corner from the convention center, but like not exactly in the best part of town. We had to cross under the the the, the bridge of uh the separated like the downtown like Staples, you know, um, Microsoft Center, all the shopping area into the actual where people lived. Actually, we had to cross two bridges, so we went from like the first bridge, the warning bridge, to the danger bridge. Yes. And so uh, like two years ago, I posted on Facebook. The game uh, Gunshot or Firework takes on a whole new difficulty level in Los Angeles, in downtown <laughs> Los Angeles. Exactly. <laughs> I was just telling um, some of my clan friends that we, if we do a meetup, we should just go. We should just decide to go to the Anime Expo. I don't know. I don't know if I want to go back to that chaos of zoo of people. Yeah. True. I mean, this, I mean, if you're in California, I guess, but like maybe we can go to a different one, like the one in uh, Michigan. Oh yeah, that's true. That would be fun. If it, yeah, if I, I, I never went to that one. I think there's just other things to do in California than Michigan. What? We can go. We can go uh, hang out at the Little Caesars uh, building and watch the Detroit Red Wings lose at hockey games or the Detroit Pistons lose at basketball games. <laughs> I guess, I guess that is a a fact. <laughs> or 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 we can leave Detroit and go to like um, Holland or Kalamazoo or someplace mm. like that and visit fun breweries out there. Yeah, that's fair. You you bring up some strong points, sir. But I don't know if you want to like drive like two hours each way to go to a brewery when we can just go to like California and just like walk two breweries from pretty much from the Staples Center. One one brewery to the next. Yes. <laughs> and there's Little Tokyo. <laughs> that is true. Little Tokyo is always a, a good time. Yes. So. Oh man. So uh, I still had some of my beer left over from the last recording because I just wanted to talk about this beer because it deserves to be talked about. You love it's, it. I do, man. This beer is actually really good. And I thought I actually I lied. I thought I had bought a four pack, and I, cause I went to go look for it to get a new one, and I only had the one, okay. which now I'm kind of sad. Um, You're the one. 
but it's a collaboration between uh, Beer Thug Life. Edgar is his name. Follow him on social media, Beer Thug Life. And uh, Tortuga Brewing Company with a third party getting involved, um, Michis El Gordo, who's based in uh, beautiful Riverside, California. Not that I'm biased or anything about the city. <laughs> um, so it's a uh, sour mango ale with mango and pineapple. And when you when you, when I opened it, man, like you could just flat out smell. Ooh, when I first opened it, I could sm- only pretty much only smell the mango, but I could taste the pineapple on the back end that sweet that uh, sweetness from it. But now that it's kind of been sitting for a little bit, and the glass is a little bit more empty. I mean, I guess by a little, I mean a lot more empty. Um, you can definitely smell the pineapple. It's like uh, comes through. I guess the mango must have just been overpowering it. <laughs> Oh man, but um, so I had a little flight. So I had it plain with no rim topper. I had a another rimmed with um, El Salchi Chon Michelada um, Chamoy dip, and then um, the Michelada's El Gordo's uh, pineapple rimming dip, which I'd never seen a pineapple one. I've seen like tamarind and chamoy, but not the pineapple. And the pineapple one worked out amazing. Like I think that would even be good with um. Like an IPA, like if you, cause some of the, I can't remember which hop it is, but there's a couple hops, at least one that has like a pineapple note to its tasting. Do you know which one I'm talking about, Sean? Brewer? Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. But do you know, you know the beer, you don't know the pineapple, the hop I'm talking about? I can, I'll it as a Yeah, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. No, I don't remember the which one gave off the pineapple. I know there was one. So, because there's a lot of hops that just like say general citrus notes, like they don't really dive into like exactly what kind of citrus notes they are. So, yeah, this is... one's like it's, it says that 29 hops have been found. So there's the Azaka, which I know I've had beer in beers, the Belma, Brew One. Ariana, Columbia, Galaxy, that's another one people a lot of use, Galena, the Howler Tau Blanc, Harlequin, Hartwick, Idaho Gem, Merker, Nectaron, Nugget, Peko, Petoskey, Polaris, Samba, Sequoia Blend, Southern Star, Southern Tropic. Yeah. So they're super Galena. So if you don't want the regular one. So I'm pretty sure it's the um the galaxy and the Azaka are the hops that I've had that like that I'm thinking of that were the pineapple ones in beer. Um, but yeah, that, I think that would go good with like an IPA that had those hops in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I also, he also makes um, peach rings with his uh, Michelada on there. And there was another company called the gold Michi company that they had uh, chili worms. And those are both really amazing. I'm going to, save you to, from listening to me chew through uh, some gummy worms on the recording again. <laughs> Maybe that was the, the, the recording gods stopped that from happening because nobody wants to listen to people chew while they're uh, recording. Yes. <laughs> um, but it definitely like did its job in just making me want to drink more beer. Like it had a little, like a little bit of a spice to it, but it was nothing where I was going to, you know, regret it or I needed like, like my mouth was burning 
but it just made you want to take another drink of beer. Mission accomplished. <laughs> Speaking of drinking more beer, Sean. So PBR, you know, gimmicky, a couple summers ago, and apparently it worked. So they've done it every summer since. Has came out with a 99 pack of beer for $99. And um, people did the math when it first came out, and it was just way cheaper to buy the like that many 12 packs of beer. Like, you know, you can actually buy the like the the 12 packs and get more than 99 beers because it's like 12 is divisible by 96 and then one more is 108. So yeah, you get 108 beers and it's still cheaper than buying the 99 case of beer by a lot. Bastards. But you know, when you're buying a, a publicity stunt, it works. So this one for this year, they came out with a case uh, that has 1,776 beers in it. Jesus. And looking it up online i've only i only saw one pic like a couple pictures where they had it sitting in the bed of like an f-150 and it was like on a pallet like you need a forklift to put it in your truck mm -hmm. um but no i didn't see any place that had a price so i'm just thinking this must be just straight publicity stunt that actually wasn't made um but it, it worked because everyone's t including us is talking about pbr for this episode yes how dare we right but they deserved it with you know they're gonna mock up if they're going to actually throw that many beer cans into a box and throw it into a bed of a truck. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. So, oh, man. Uh, perennial bad news bear, Brewdog. No, you know, nothing ever good happens with Brewdog. No, bringers of such good news as, you know, it bringing in people to be interviewed only to steal their ideas. Like, it's like part of the interview process was, like, come in with three, like, ideas and pitch them to us. That's your interview. And then it's like, sorry, you didn't get the job. And then it's like, and then like a year or two later, people are like, wait, their new gimmick or their new whatever is literally what I pitched to them. <laughs> and then followed up by being, you know, brought up repeatedly on the Rat Magnet Instagram post where she uh, asked the question, what sexist comments have been made to you at a brewery or beer um, event? And... They, their name came up quite a bit, to which James, the owner, issued the apology of the being a brewer, be, working in a brewery is a high stress, high paced environment. If you can't handle it, maybe you should get a job elsewhere. And people were like, "Wait a minute, that doesn't justify like, you know, <laughs> people at beer events, like beer festivals, taking upskirt pictures of people trying to pour beer and other dudes just like laughing it off or grabbing tits or whipping your dick out or, you know." Right. Yeah, Tell, you know. basically, it's like we can't. We're not going to hire you because we don't think you can lift up the bags of grain because you're a lady. Yeah, you're stressed out because your coworker pulled their cock out in the freezer. Yes. <laughs> oh man, so they came out with this publicity stunt, a la Willy Wonka, and put a gold can in like there was a, a few of them, a few gold cans in random twelve packs of their Punk IPA. They claimed was valued at fifteen thousand pounds and so one guy found one and he went to get it appraised because he was going to sell it to pay for his uh wedding slash honeymoon and or down payment on a house yeah. and come to find out that the can was nowhere near worth anywhere close to fifteen thousand pounds like not even a fraction of it because it was just gold leaf over brass Jeez. and so when they uh they went to the brew dog and were like so you guys said these cans were worth fifteen thousand pounds what gives and they're like well, that's how much it cost us to make. So either they're fucking idiots and paid 15,000 pounds and got ripped off and they're embarrassed to admit it, 
Because when the guy was like, oh, well, if they're worth 15,000 pounds to you, I'll sell it to you. And they were like, yeah, we don't want to buy it. <laughs> um, either, so either they're idiots and got ripped off or they're completely disingenuous, which, based on their past history, we kind of already know where uh, my opinion on that one lies. Exactly. <laughs> what a bunch of fucking dicks. It's a good thing. I guess it's a good thing you didn't uh, go to the, for the podcast, go to their uh, Columbus hotel that they opened up out there. Yeah, I guess not. <laughs> and I know as like part of their um, like program or whatever, they have like this group that kind of like in, like they don't have like a traditional beer club. But basically, you can buy like part ownership of the brewery. And so when they opened the hotel, they had like people fly from Scotland out to Columbus, Ohio, to like christen the hotel and stay out there for its like soft opening kind of a thing. And um, before the plane got to across the ocean. Um, they had filled up the potty, the toilets, and so people couldn't go to the bathroom anymore. Jeez. Probably because they were just drinking all the brew dog beer and having to get it out of their body immediately. As quick as possible. Yes. I need to get it out. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of people having to get out as quick as possible, we, we kind of alert, alluded to it at the beginning of the show. This woman decided she got some pretty amazing, a pretty amazing spot, like right pretty much right next to the starting line of the Tour de France. And so to celebrate the occasion of her starting spot, she, on camera, as the race started, wanted to hold up a sign giving a shout-out to her grandparents. But uh, as the race started, she held up the sign literally in front of the racers and caused almost the whole field to crash. (laughs) And so, you know, of course, Twitter being the the kind, loving service that it is, only issued a handful of, you know, people – wanting to murder her. Um, <laughs> and the Tour de France had said originally that they had planned on suing her, but once she got caught, they kind of backed down on those, um, the threat of lawsuit, which I don't know, because maybe they realized that they actually had nothing they could sue her over, like it wouldn't hold up in court, and it would just be bad publicity for them, or they just realized that they weren't going to get them anything from her anyways because she probably didn't have any property or money. Yeah, but, yeah. that makes sense. But, yeah, it's just uh, it's a little wild to think. Um, you know, you're just out there holding a sign and then, boom, you wreck the fucking race. Yeah, like the biggest bicycle race in the world where, you know, if you're not, if you're not taking te- steroids and have more than one testicle, you probably aren't going to win the race. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so there's some uh, development news when it comes to the video game Ghost of Tsushima. Yep. So this week, um, so in the month of June, we typically have E3, but everybody seems to be kind of doing their their own thing these days, and so the creators of. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima announced that we would be getting a director's edition um, coming out later this year for the PS4 and the PS5. So with the director's cut, you're going to get some added story uh, to the game. Um, There's an island off of... uh, There's an island off the island, I guess. The only way to say it. Um, And you're going to go there and do some stuff, and they're going to give you... There's new enemies, there's new um, weapons, and all sorts of fun stuff like that. 
new armor, and then they're going to go through and do a lot of updates um, based off some of the feedback about the first game. And so a lot of it's just going to be mechanic-based and uh, and whatnot. So the ex- so if you if you just buy the director's cut edition, you get the whole game and the and the rest of and the new content, and you could buy that for fifty to sixty dollars um, this fall. But if you already own the game and you want to just upgrade your version, it's twenty dollars for the PS4 version. And where the controversy is starting to come in is that you have to pay an additional $10 for the PS5 version. So a lot of people are not really happy that um, the PS5 uh, people are going to have to pay more for the game. And basically the argument is is that it's going to be faster and cleaner, so you got to pay more for the time it took to... Um, the time it takes to uh, you know, make those creations. So, I don't know what what's your thought. You know, like at some point, gamers are gonna have to realize that you know, video games can't cost twenty dollars forever. And like the thing, and um, you're gonna have to pay if you want games to be more complex. And you know, the development cycles are getting longer and more expensive. Um, so if you want something like day one, you're going to have to pay maybe a premium, I guess the day one premium. Mm -hmm. Um, but also I guess the thing that that sucks with day one premium is you also get day one bugs and day one, what issues, um, or you can do, I guess what I do and just wait until like a little bit and it goes on sale. And like, cause generally anymore, anyways, as much as some people want to say that you know, when a game goes on sale quickly after being released, that it's because it's a failure and no one's buying it, as opposed to that's the new plan now. It seems like the new normal, um, to uh, steal a phrase, that um, video games come out and maybe within a month, like maybe a month or two later, they're already discounted by 10 mm-hmm. or $20 at Best Buy or Walmart or Target or somewhere. Um, so yeah, for this, for like the $30, like if you want it right away, and to play it and stuff, then maybe you'll have to pay the premium. But at some point, this seems like it's going to be something that's prime for like the the Black Friday sale or even a Thanksgiving sale. Or um, if you maybe if it's at the worst case scenario next summer's PlayStation Five PlayStation Marketplace sale. Um, but you know, it sounds like it's not just them like fixing like some mechanics and stuff. They're actually adding content, so it justifies them charging. And you know, play, you got to play that play, play. You got to pay that PlayStation Five premium. Yeah, and I would tell uh, if you haven't played the game, I would definitely get the the director's edition down the road when it comes out. So, right, Defi- I, definitely going to yeah. be worth it at that point. Yeah. Right, and I and I knew something had come up because the the Twitterverse had kind of been bringing but with this game, but I didn't know exactly what the announcement was because the Twitterverse had kind of lit up bringing up the controversies of old about how when they announced the game they had a white dude playing the instrument on stage at E3, um, and you know Japanese people stepped up to defend um, like Sony's decision to have that guy play because it's like dude he's one of the like only masters of this instrument he's keeping it alive, and then the fact that the studio that's making the game 
is headed by white people and they're like but they also got the the lore and the history of the island down so much that the people the residents of the island invited them there and made them like official like ambassadors of the island mm-hmm. so um it's just funny to hear you know americans you know some of them are actual japanese but then there's just like the white americans trying to tell sony that they're racist against japanese people <laughs> yeah um, the other part that they did announce is that they're going to add some additions to the Ghost of Tsushima Legends, which is the um, online um, the online uh, co- uh, co-op mode. So you can play those different stories and whatnot, and um, and it's a and Legends is pretty fun for if you, if you haven't played it. There's a couple dungeons and story missions and. They increase the, you know, how difficult it is, and they add some good mechanics. So I'm really happy that they're going to add, do an addition, you know, an update to Legends. And and the nice part is, is regardless if you buy the director's cut or not, you get the the Legends update is for everybody. So at least you got that going for you if you're trying to debate waiting or not, whether you're going to buy it. Yeah, so you're not like completely stuck out and not um, you don't have anything to play. Mm-hmm. Oh. So you know, I uh, finished that other the Michelada um, El Gord, the mango Michelada beer. Mm-hmm. But I still had my glass rimmed, and so I opened up another beer from Perennial Brewing Company. Their Pilsner, it's a hoppy Pilsner, and I poured it in with the pineapple rim. Oh man, I don't know if it's if they use one of the pineapple hops, but it definitely proves my theory right that this um, pineapple um, rimming dip works really well with uh, hoppy beers. It's it's it it cut it kind of adds a little bit of a sweetness to it and hop, cuts down on the bitterness of the hops. Um, yeah, it's pretty it's it's really amazing. Highly recommend if you live. I don't know if he has a website, but. He's uh, based in Riverside, so I'm gonna have to um, stalk him a little bit and get more of his shit. <laughs> right. Not bad. Do it. And I know we had a discussion in our uh, um, in the the Discord for the Destiny Clan about how people uh, don't understand how others can enjoy IPAs. It was pretty wow. fun. Yeah, there was some uh, there was some serious uh, there was some serious callouts going. <laughs> yes. Some serious IPA hate. <laughs> so uh, I, we talked about this last, like last, during the other recording, and I wasn't sure where to fit it in, but I like kind of looked it up real quick to get more information. Mm-hmm. So there's a manga that was canceled after one chapter, and the name of the manga is called Cheat Slayer. Mm-hmm. And you know, contrary to like what some of the people in the YouTube comments were saying and even when you hear the word canceled you kind of get the an image of what happened in your mind about like um what's that rape fantasy um animated redo of, redo of yeah, healer. healer yes and so it's nothing like that so this one was basically um it was canceled by the publisher because the guy basically was going to make a satire of the whole isekai genre and, um, so, like, it had the subtitle of Killing the People Reincarnated into the Other World. 
And, like, you look at the cover work, and there's a dude that's just straight up, um, the dude from, um, Stored Out Online. No, definitely. Yeah, cause um, I just, I just pulled it up, and yeah, it definitely looks like a cover of Sword Art Online. And then there's, like, the, the dude that looks like the, um, like, everybody on here looks like somebody. Like, and it's not even, like, subtle. It looks like there's supposed to be a Titan on the cover of one. Um, the blue-haired girl from uh, the anime that uh, that came out to kind of making fun of um, Sword Art Online anyways. And then the, the Sorcerer Girl one that we watched. We read the anime, the manga. Um, I can't remember the names. I'm horrible. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, um, there's at least four characters that I immediately recognize from other things, and it's not even subtle. So, yeah, it, at least try to, like, change it a little bit. Um, yeah, so basically what they would do is they would take these characters that looked similar to other characters and make them do vile things. And that's what was kind of the thing that started getting it shut down. Right. So the one is, um, the one I was looking at is the Konosuba, Aqua is the character. And mm-hmm. then Katarina Kleiss from um, All Roots Lead to Doom is another one that they basically ripped off. So, yeah. Like, there's a, there's a fine line between, like, satire and just, like, ripping somebody off because you're lazy and trying to, like, pass it off as satire. Yeah. It's, a, it's an understandable cancellation. Yes. No, but definitely. Another thing that might get that um, um, I don't know how American audiences will handle it with as an actual anime because the manga is popular, but we got a trailer for the manga Chainsaw Man. Vroom vroom vroom. <laughs> Which it looks like it's just going to be fun and violent, and Ameri- you know Americans are cool with violence. It's it's the sex that we can't handle. You know you can you can show people getting ripped in half and shot all over and whatever, but you just show one booby and everybody loses their cool. Yeah, pretty much, man. Everybody get everybody can't handle it. Yes, uh. their, their Puritan senses kick in all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, but I don't know, man. Like... <laughs> okay, just real quick, because I was able to find that. I was able to pop up the manga, and literally the main character is just standing there with his childhood best friend and a reincarnation comes snaps his neck and then just basically starts like raping his childhood friend <laughs> that's the, that that's where i'm assuming he uh he re- takes his revenge on on, on these uh reincarnated people okay <laughs> like literally third page man third fucking page Right, and so it it sounds like it's not only is he ripping off um, everybody, but it's it's not very good either. Yeah, no, not at all. This seems pretty. This seems pretty ridiculous. <laughs> like this is even like, <laughs> wow, wow. Yeah, it, it was canceled just because it was bad. Right, and I'm sure the publisher probably didn't want to burn any bridges with. Any off anybody that's create like worked on any of the other mangas like Konosuba or My Life as a Villainess or it's like because if you continue publishing this book you risk them never wanting to work with you ever again. Yep. 
Basically. And deservedly so. Yeah, so. But ridiculous. something that wasn't canceled, Sean, you watched the Demon Slayer movie. Yes, I watched. Uh, I watched the uh, Demon Slayer movie. Um, it's from uh, and it's called Mugen Train, and so it it was pretty damn solid, Danny. I I can't tell you enough. Um, I laughed. I cried. The music in it was just got you really pumped up and ready to go. It was just all around fantastic. Did, did yeah. you ever watch the TV show The Critic? It's an old animated show with John Lovitz as the main character. No. So, like, one of the bits they would do is they would, like, kind of open the show with a uh, a marquee. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember what movie it was, but the marquee in front said it was, like, a review from somebody, and it was, I laughed, I cried, a manic depressive. <laughs> That's funny. Oh man! But I I totally recommend it. Um, I've wa- I watched the first season and now I've watched the movie, and that's like the thing is like you got to watch these movies because they are major plot points. They're not like random side spin things that don't relate to the main story. So, um, but our main characters get sent on a train to figure out why people are disappearing and. With them is like one of the top um, demon slayers, and uh, they end up working together to try to save everybody. And um, it and the, and uh, they figure out who's the demon and whatnot doing uh, kidnapping people from the train. And it's just it's pretty freaking solid to at, at the end of the day. Like I'm pretty excited to watch season two this year. When it comes out. You know, I mean, I understand why they do the whole anime movie thing. um, But I just wish it was easier to find them. Because, Mm -hmm. like, I'm watching um, um, Chunibyo and Other Delusions. And there's a lot of changes that happen between the first and second season. And I'm like, what's going on? And so, I don't remember exactly. But I think I just, like, looked to see. Or I saw somewhere something talking about different anime movies and they mentioned that that one had a movie Mm. between the first and second season. I'm like, okay, that makes sense that I missed that. There's like a lot going on. Like I kind of, they kind of fill in the pieces like throughout the first couple episodes as to why things have changed. Mm -hmm. Uh, They do it a little bit slowly. And that's the other thing, I guess that um, people, uh, Western audiences don't always appreciate is the, the Eastern storytelling where they don't spoon feed you information and you kind of, they tell you information like based on a need to know basis, and sometimes you just kind of have to go for, go along with the ride. It's like, all right, I don't know what's going on here, but it seems important, and if they'll if I need to know, they'll tell me. <laughs> right, um, makes sense. But yeah, I just wish that like, you know, it's like oh, season one, oh, there's a movie, and then season two. I wish I just wish it was that easy, so I don't have to go hunt it down google it's like is there even is there even a movie been released is it being made what do i need to watch to know what i'm watching i don't need to i don't want to have to do homework to watch tv that's the whole point of tv is to avoid like to avoid actually working working towards it (laughs) true oh man so i watched with my wife my wife 
the the final, hopefully, movie in the Despicable Me trilogy. Um, Despicable Me three. Um, I don't know, man. Like, I still kind of find the minions amusing, mm-hmm. in, in, in in small doses. Like, it's like a fart because they're basically they're just fart jokes. Like, fart jokes are always going to be funny. Regardless of what people on Netflix who apparently don't remember what the first two movies were about, complaining that the minion jokes were all just fart and poop jokes. It's like, uh, <laughs> that's all they were the whole time, even in their own movie. Apparently, um, maybe the reviewer of that, that person that wrote that review only knew the minions from the Facebook uh, boomer memes, where they talk about how, you know, millennials are lazy and need to get a job, and it's just a picture of one of the minions next to it. That kind of fun stuff. <laughs> yeah, they, they every all the boomers love minion memes though. Hey, dude, I don't know why, man. It's it's weird, and they just say some random crazy shit that have nothing to do with like, with the minions, and it's like it's like oddly like like super pro America but personal attacks against people. It's like I don't remember King Bob saying, you know, if you don't love if like if you don't think Trump's your president, then you can get out of the country. I don't know if King Bob would ever say that. Probably not. <laughs> but um, you know, if you got young kids, this is a movie that it's got enough references for the adults. Um, the main villain was a child star of the '80s. You know, hit puberty and got kicked to the curb, and basically vowed revenge on everyone. Um, he's voiced by uh, Trey Parker, so they got quality voice work there. Um, but like, as he's like doing his heist, he always throws on like '80s music and does a lot of '80s dancing. Um, a lot of 80s references so like i said you know it's it's definitely got a bunch of stuff that like the adults will find amusing and can relate to and laugh at and then there's you know fart jokes for the kids oh man but yeah fun it's pretty fun i don't know why i think i have horrible taste in movies maybe or at least i just like know what i'm getting into it's like i'm not (laughs) your bar is set accordingly (laughs) yes like every once in a while i'm like you know what sounds good a big mac because, like, the only place you can get that taste is at McDonald's with a Big Mac. That, like, True. the meat, the cheese, the special sauce. And then you eat that, and you're like, you know what? I don't think I need to eat a Big Mac for a while, but I'm, I'm glad I did. My That Big Mac satisfied my cravings, mm-hmm. and it was delicious for it being a Big Mac. Like, you're not going to sit there and get anything, like... It's not going to, like, make you think, basically. <laughs> but another movie I watched... And you watched it a while ago, but I don't remember us talking about it on the show, which is funny because I knew you were going to watch it. You had done a live stream with some of the people in the um, Discord for the clan who had HBO Max mm-hmm. at the time. Uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. Yes. Man, this was just a fun um, CGI beat-em-up adventure, wasn't it? Yep. What else could you What else could you want outside of, you know, big old monster fighting? Big old monster fights. Cities getting destroyed. Tenuous allies ships being made. <laughs> beautiful special effects. Like I'm, I was like that's one thing I am like I guess hypercritical anymore of watching like CG movies. Like when I was watching the Planet of the Apes, and this one, trying to see like if you could see the CGI, right? Because sometimes you watch movies that aren't even that old, like 10 years old, and mm-hmm. you can see how much the CGI has improved since then. Yes. 
And now, I mean, it's to the point now, but because even then, ten years ago, we're like, wow, CGI will never get better than this. Yeah. And now you look back and it's like, wow, that CGI is garbage. <laughs> right. So I don't know, man. But it's like now I'm looking at it and it's like, you know, thanks to um, the Disney people with uh, Brave, with all the the time and programming they used to make her hair move the way it did. Like the Planet of the Apes and Godzilla, I mean, and Kong use that extensively, I can imagine, because like their fur looked pretty natural. Um, no, yeah, no, they're, the monsters themselves look pretty solid. Like, even Godzilla just looked, had like his resting bitch face on the whole movie. I just thought about, I'm like watching this every time they showed him, it's just, it's like, dude, you look, you're looking angrier and angrier every t- oh, time. Like, I'm just waiting at one point for him to shake his fist at Kong and tell him to get off his, uh, his lawn. Get off my lawn, bitch. But um, a couple things that I find found amusing about the movie is um, at one point the scientist is kind of the liaison between this little girl who's like developed a bond with Kong all all the way I guess like Black Widow did with the Incredible Hulk in the Avengers movies. Um, the girl's like I took, like Kong is sad. It's like she's like scientist like how'd you know? It's like Kong told me, and then Kong starts doing sign language. And literally every scientist in the crew, not just the, like the girl, the, the actress, like the main girl, but like everybody on the crew was like, wait, Kong can do, when did Kong learn sign language? It's like, dude, it's like a 300 foot tall gorilla. And you're surprised that, like, that's the thing that shocks you about it? That it knows sign language? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the other thing, like, they mention it, like, there's like, where Godzilla attacks Florida. And they talk about it in the news, and then it's brought up a couple times throughout the movie about how Godzilla has never attacked a random spot, and they're like, it, and, and they're like, the attacks seem to be concentrated on this one um, uh, lab, the the grounds of this lab. And they're like, yeah, they he, it only attacked this lab, and Godzilla has never made a random attack, and all of that, but we hadn't seen Godzilla for years. And all of a sudden, Godzilla comes out of hiding and makes a random attack. So un- out of character for Godzilla. And I'm thinking, it's like, if I was the U.S. government, I would be like, maybe do some math there and investigate that lab and find out why Godzilla attacked him. Because it probably wasn't random if that's something Godzilla never did before. It's like dot, 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 Pikachu face. Right. What? what? At the end when, you know, because come to find out that, you know, not to anybody's surprise, because everyone knew this was coming, that... That lab is the making me- Mecha Godzilla, basically, and Godzilla somehow knew it with the the power of the monster force. Hmm. And so at the end, when the Mecha Godzilla comes out, they're like, "Oh, they were evil. Godzilla uh, didn't. Godzilla knew. <laughs> he knew the whole time. But I guess he just needed that for the plot because you know, there's so many movies. I saw one where, um. It was a meme where it was like um, Anakin talking to Mace Windu, and it's like, I'm pretty sure Emperor Palpatine, I mean, uh, the Senator Palpatine is the Sith Lord. And Mace is like, you know what? Let's wait till um, Obi-Wan Kenobi and somebody else comes back. And then it's like, they show him, like, them standing outside the the door to the, you know, Senator Chancellor's uh, quarters, and then it's like credits. That's the end of the movie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, uh, sometimes you need 
people to be dumb in movies to, you know, continue, so the movie just doesn't end there. Because I'm sure if the government had investigated, then that probably would have been the end of the movie, and he wouldn't have the cool team up fight against the giant robot Godzilla at the end exactly. of the movie. They have to be friends at the end of the movie. It's a law. Right. And then, so, if you get a chance to watch that, you know, me being the old man and doesn't, who already pays for Netflix and doesn't want to pay for HBO Max, I got it on the DVD because it's not on streaming. It's only on streaming on HBO Max. <laughs> um, but on Netflix, not on DVD, but streaming, there's a, a, a television adaption of a children, uh, not children, but young adult novel trilogy so the first season is pretty much the first book and then i guess there's some like extended universe books where they bring other characters in and they kind of match them up into this book a little bit even though it seems like they're a little bit out of the timeline but then they meet up at some point the timeline does meet up but it's called a shadow and bone perfect name already for a porno (laughs) you know back back when i was a kid back in my day um, there used to be a channel on the cable where it was just like the TV guide type thing. Like the, they would show it's on the guide, but it would just scroll. So you like if you turn it on at the wrong time and it's like you want to watch like see what's on channel like 10 coming up and you turn it on. It's on like 10 is gone. You have to wait till it scrolls through. So when I was a kid, for whatever, like that was the channel my mom would like she would turn it on to figure out what she wants to watch. But then she would fall asleep. And, you know, and, you know living up to the standard, you know, parent meme, if me or my brother or sister would touch the remote, she would immediately wake up. I'm watching that. And then she didn't appreciate it when we would reply, well, okay, well, what's on? She's like, it doesn't matter. I'm watching it. Okay. And so one of the games we would play is they would have the uh, porn channels, basically, and they would one of the channels always seemed to exclusively play um, parodies of real movies. And so, like, one of the, some of the ones I remember is, like, A League of Their Moan and uh, Pump Friction. Oh, Pulp Friction. Mm-hmm. And Forest Hump. <laughs> Those are my favorites. A League of Their Moan and Forest Hump. Both great Tom Hanks movies. <laughs> but, um, so in this movie, in this show, you know, it's, it's pretty young adult as far as, like, the relationships... You know, of course, you know, the main character is like, you know, this person that's super powerful, like that's um, uh, everyone's like looking for, like waiting to have come along to save the day because this guy, basically he was fighting a war and they kind of came after him. The, the king's troops came after him because he, they felt, the king felt he was too dangerous to leave alive. And so they killed his uh, girlfriend or wife and he basically created this zone between and split the land in half and there's these monsters in there and now it's like when you're watching it at first it makes it seem like nobody crosses the the little the void is what they call it but then it's like oh they cross it but you have to take all these precautions like no noise no light and so um they're like everyone's like oh well if if there's somebody who can make darkness we're gonna go ahead and prophesy that there's gonna be somebody who can make light so there's like the sun bearer who she ends Mm -hmm. up being and of course, you know, everybody's in love with her and everybody's trying to kidnap her, which comes in the group that's in the other books. They're called the Crow. And I guess in the books, there's six of them, but in the movie, there's three. Mm-hmm. By far the best characters. They mm-hmm. actually kind of have like some kind of backstory, a little bit of emotion versus like the main character, which I guess is one of the weaknesses of a young adult novel is that 
they don't want the main character to have too much of a personality because they want to leave them a little bit more blank slate-ish so that the people reading it can be like, hey, that could be me. And they would kind of put their personality traits on the per- on the hero or heroine of the st- story. Um, there's eight um, episodes. I don't know if I should open the second beer. There's eight episodes, uh, about 45 minutes to an hour long. Um one, uh, another podcast that I was a guest on years ago, um, In Quest of Geek, they do a more in-depth analysis of it, kind of breaking it down from like more of like the social stuff and mm-hmm. some of the characters. You know, meanwhile, because I'm just gonna I'm gonna ask the important questions. Like, if you see two dudes having sex, is it homophobic to say that's gay? <laughs> oh man, dude. Because, like, I don't know, man, that was, like, my first reaction. And not, like, making fun or, like, like I was disgusted, but it was just, like, I guess I was allowed to use it so I could say it. So it was, like, as soon as the two dudes started making out, I was, like, gay. <laughs> Doesn't seem very nice. But it's true. They were. They're gay. True. I mean, I guess I don't say, like, sis whenever, like, a guy and a girl make out. Maybe I should balance the you universe should. out. Yes. Makes more sense. Oh, man. But <laughs> I, I do I do applaud. I don't know like, if, if they changed characters like that from the book to the uh, the, the show. But, you know, it, it is pretty, uh, pretty I, I don't know if brave is the right word, but definitely some uh, credit to them where they went with, like, the the, the two dudes being gay as opposed to the one that, every, that most people are, more people are okay with, the hot lesbian make-out sessions. Mm-hmm. Well, every, yeah, everybody American, seems man. to be okay with that. Yeah. You know, whenever they always they talk about, like, um, the most searched porn, either based by, like, uh, state or whatever, like, it seems to be, like, the most, like, religious areas are always looking up the lesbian porn, even though they're, like, super homophobic. <laughs> the lesbians, they're gay, but we're okay with them. No, they're just having fun. Oh, they're you mean, like, the subreddit, straight, straight girls playing, and then, like, people are like yeah i don't think they're playing dude (laughs) (laughs) that's funny (laughs) oh man so hopefully everything works out sean everything will always work out and i mean with our episode recording this time (laughs) you know what people should really be careful of not blowing up their fingers tomorrow while looking at fireworks or lighting off yes. fireworks leave it to the professionals that already have six or less fingers yes exactly <laughs> even like missing half of a, 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 a digit it fucking sucks sometimes like I'll be able, like it'll just start hurting and there's nothing I can do about it other than like just deal with the pain it fucking sucks exactly you guys could make sure that you follow us on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and all those fantastic places. Make sure you follow us on Untapped, Instagram, and Facebook to see what's going on. And make sure you have a safe and fantastic 4th of July. And we'll see you next week. Later. Later.